record here just for this is great stuff. You know, you always go to our website and 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 uh, uh, and hear these. Uh, okay, uh, let me let me. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to um, the book of Deuteronomy. Now, remember all these things; they're all connected, act all the way across, beginning to end. Okay, but anyway, um, uh, I want to start here. Uh, in the uh, in the book of Hebrews, just a moment. This is well over here in the New Testament, and I'm going to go to chapter three. And in Hebrews chapter three, it says, "Therefore, dear brothers, whom God has set apart for Himself, you who are chosen for heaven, going to make you feel good. We're chosen for heaven." He didn't say, "No, you, you're never going to know." We're calm down. We're all chosen for heaven. Praise the Lord. Okay, I want you to think about this Jesus, who is God's messenger and high priest of our. Faith. Now, you think about when it says high priest, that's because you would have to know the history from Genesis all the way to where, you know, where he is now. That, oh yeah, high priest. Instead of thinking like I was brought up, high priest, oh, that's that Catholic stuff, and I'm a Baptist. And we had a hard time with that. We did, we're, pro, we're Protestants. What's a Protestant? Protestant. Oh yeah, I know football. We protested. Protested what? We protest against the Roman Catholic Church, and I didn't know nothing. You, you're better off reading the Bible and then understand what people have done with it since then. Okay, so high priest was not a Catholic thing; it was a Bible thing. Praise the Lord! Don't you remember even in the twelfth chapter, fourteenth chapter, when Abraham, he, uh, his cousin—not his cousin, but his nephew—got attacked. This is before Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, because Lot lived in Sodom. Okay, and anyway, when he got attacked. Uh, Lot was taken off as captive, and Abraham and his men went and got him. They got him back. And on his way back, he meets the uh, uh, king of Salem, which was, uh, and, and Melchizedek, you know, and, and he was a high priest of God. Wow. Okay. But anyway, so you'd have to know high priest, high priest, what, what, what? Yeah. Anyway, you do have a priest, and this is what is so cool. I mean, we just, there he is. That's how close he is to you. Revelation 3, he's standing at your door locked. Keep the door open. We have to work on that. You lose your car keys, you lose your ring, you lose things, you feel like you're going to lose your life. You know, Ask your high priest to help you. He will help you. And he's yours. So anyway, God's messenger and high priest of our faith. For Jesus was faithful to God who appointed him as high priest, just as Moses. Wait a minute. He never existed. Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, mercy. Who was faithful? Who faithfully served in God's house? But Jesus has far more glory than Moses. Uh, just as a man who builds a house gets more praise than his house does, many people can build houses, but only God made everything. Look at this. Well, Moses did a fine job working in God's house, but he was only a servant, and his work mostly, uh, and his work was mostly to illustrate. Look at this and suggest those things that would happen later on. So when we see this Gettysburg Address over here in Deuteronomy, that's all ours today. Well, I'll show you another step further. All this, look at this rest of this. This is so funny. Because in this third chapter, notice this. He keeps right on going. And he says, uh, oh, re remember, don't act like the Israelites. In other words, this story that never happened. Oh, yes, it did. They still, anyway, notice this. Uh, where he says, they steal themselves against his love. Pro, uh, complained against him in the desert while he was testing them. God was patient with them for 40 years. Wow. Though they tried his patience sorely. Well, yes, they, he, yes, they did. He kept right on doing his miracles for them to see. Wow. See, it's not just a story. It actually happened. I'm going to speed ahead just a little bit. Look at the first verse of the fourth chapter of Hebrews. 
Although God's promise still stands. Yeah, it's called promised land. And it's not just going to heaven. It's the troubles we have down here in this life too. Praise the Lord. Anyway, he calls this uh, wonderful news. Wow. And notice, notice he says this wonderful news, the message that God wants to save us, has been given to us just as it was to those who lived in the time of Moses. So saving doesn't all inclusively mean going to heaven. They were going to knock out the promised land. They were going to take over. Anyway, it's so funny. We think, well, God will bless you down here, but then when you die, you're just dead. No, it's going to keep going. We're absent from the body, present with the Lord. We're just going to keep on going. All right, now, let's go. Whoops, didn't mean to. Let's go back to uh, where we were. And I want to go back now to, let's go see what was happening over there. Deuteronomy, we looked at Deuteronomy chapter uh, uh, chapter 1 uh, last week. We tied it to the end of the book of Numbers, okay? Now, notice this book records that Moses' address. And I want to challenge you to do something here. You know, you need to use the, use the Living Bible. You know, do your own comparison. It's not like these things are up for grabs. Translations are not options. Translations are translations. They're all good, Okay. I mean, you're gonna, we will let you know if there's somebody, in, not just me, somebody's going to let you know what. So that's the Satanic Bible. <laughs> that's different. But translations are just translations. It's like putting it in Mike's words, putting it in Mel's words, Dustin's words, or Grace's words. That's all a translation is. You know, when you say the bridge is out, how else can you say it? Well, don't go down that road because the little thingy that's across the water there, it's missing. Same thing as the bridge is out, you know. Yeah, but this is more real to the Greek text. How can you say it any different? You can't translate the word Moses. It's just Moses, although it does mean to draw out. But who's going to say, you know, to draw out led the Israelites? I mean, come on. I don't need to know that. I know his name's Moses. But anyway, uh, I would challenge you, you know, and it's just me, I'm just encouraging you because these things, they, they work for me, praise the Lord. And if you meditate in the word, which is what this is, you're reading the word. It's just like the best thing you can do when things fall apart in your life. Anyway, if this is an address... Just like I listened to Trump's speech uh, last night. It was our speech in Pensacola. I didn't go, well, I want to listen to the first line, and then I'm going to wait a year and listen to the next line. He won't be president after several years. I mean, come on, I need to read it now. I need to hear it now. You can actually grasp this, but that's why I encourage you to use, your, use a language that you're used to. You know, And the Living Bible is, is wonderful. Okay, but anyway. So if this was an address, and it happened on February 15th, you know, 40 years after they uh, had left uh, Egypt. Okay, now I want us to go to, we just, he's rehearsing what happened. He said, you went all the way to the promised land, and then you turned your back on the Lord, and you had to go back into the wilderness again for 40 years. So here we go. Then we turned back, this is Deuteronomy 2, we turned back across the wilderness toward the Red Sea, for the Lord had instructed me. For many years we wandered around in uh, the area of Mount Seir. Then at last, the Lord said, here we go. You've been here long enough. Go into the promised land. Remember, all those other characters had died. Everybody that was 20 years and older had already passed away. You stayed here long enough? Turn northward. Boy, now watch this. The promise is still there. Actually, Caleb's still alive. Joshua's still alive. Those two were actually going in the promised land because they said, oh, we could take it. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Inform the people they'll be passing through the country belonging to the brothers, their brothers, the Edomites, the descendants of Esau who live in Seir. The Edomites will be, uh, will, uh, will be nervous, so be careful. Now notice this, the Edomites, who's that? Your book of Genesis will explain this to you. The Edomites 
Uh, there, uh, let's see. Yeah, there it says, the descendants of Esau. Esau, who's that? Jacob had a twin. His twin was Esau. And what's so cool is if you've got kinfolk, okay, it just takes one. You be the Christian. You be the Christian. You pray for your family because you'll be like, oh, I know, I know the Lord, but oh, with the rest of my family. You are the high priest now. Pray for your family. God will protect them. Look at this. The Lord, because he was just kids of Abraham, said, I'm going to take care of all your, your this was his, these were his twin grandsons. Wow. He said, don't start a fight. Now, this was a big nation now. Don't start a fight. I've given them all Mount Seir country. In other words, I gave them all of Georgia as their permanent possession, and I'll not give you a tiny piece of their land. Notice this phrase, I'll not give you. I'll not, because he's going to give them something else. But he did give Esau's family, family tree. Praise the Lord. You know, God is all about giving, but we preach he's all about taking. Some preachers, their favorite verse is something Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And they preach it all year long. And they never know about how great the Lord is. Truth is, if you go back and read Job, it didn't last but about six months or a year and a half. So to be like Job, you got to be like Job. And what happened in the end? Ten times or three times as much as he ever had. It all came back, roaring back, praise the Lord. All right, here we go. He said, pay them for whatever food you use. Yeah, but Lord, we're broke. They were not broke. They had silver and gold, the finest clothes. It's amazing. It's like they were all walking out in the wilderness for 40 years with tuxedos on. They were. I hate seeing Hollywood show pictures of Jesus. Everybody's wearing crap. It's so stupid. It's the dumbest thing. They look like they're just dirty and filthy. That is so dumb. And then they get the Romans, and the Romans were just gorgeous and whatever. That is so, that is just dumb. Ignorant. Solomon in all of his glory wasn't as pretty as the flowers. And Jesus said, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, excuse me, Jesus. You must have misquoted there. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, I, I, now I, you just know how the, the Lord just, oh, <sighs> Get so infuriated with our thinking. We're just like, are you kidding? We think, you know, this beautiful Christmas stuff. We should just, let's just go get some dog mess and smear it in here. You know, because we think that's what Jesus is. is We're all poor and broke and whatever. And why did we paint him where he looks so nice? He should have a more raggedy looking. But some of our pictures are because, well, we did that because he's resurrected now. They were gambling over those clothes at the cross and it was two Roman officers. And it wasn't because, I don't want it, you can have it. <laughs> no, it was valuable. Valuable. Wow. And do you realize he spent the night in a very expensive tomb? <laughs> he won't be there long, but he was in a very expensive tomb. Praise the Lord. Okay, here we go. So pay them for whatever water you use. The Lord has watched over you. Look at this. The Lord, your God, has watched over you and blessed you every step of the way. Look at that word. Every step of the way. For 40 years, look at that. You've wandered in this great wilderness. You've lacked for nothing all that time. Now, remember, they weren't supposed to be in that wilderness for 40 years, but even though they were, and the Lord was angry with them, no big deal. He still took care of them. Wow. So we passed through Edom. Remember, this is a speech. They passed through Edom where our brothers live, crossing Arabah Road that goes south to Eli and Ebazon, any of these places, Decatur and Boaz, whatever. Okay. Then the Lord warned us, warned us don't attack the Moabites either. I'll not give you any of their land. I've given it to the descendants of Lot. Remember that? Lot's wife looked back, turned it. So you know the story. This was Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot, that's another fantastic story when you read that in Genesis. And it's not, poop, let's have a story here. Poop, let's have a story here. No, read it. It's a timeline. 
Wow. When Abraham gets called by the Lord, Lot was with him. He was his nephew. And they went to the promised land. And they're wandering around the promised land, but they're rich. And then they went down into Egypt. And then they came back out of Egypt. And they had so much stuff. Lot's families and all his wealth. And Abraham's family, their, their workers got mad at each other, started fighting. And Abraham said, we got to stop fighting. we got to stand united. And he said, Lot... You pick out what side you want, and I'll pick out the other. And so Lot looked over, and he took the land that was it was Sodom and Gomorrah. It was before the Lord had destroyed it. It was very fertile. It says Genesis says it looked like the Garden of Eden. Lot took that land. Wow. So anyway, his kinfolk, Lot's kids, he says here, I'm not going to give you any of their land because I gave it to the descendants of Lot. Now notice this. The Emim used to live in that area, a very large tribe, tall as the giants of Anakim. Well, this is a myth. No, it's not. Wow. You can go Google giants to this day and you can find historic facts about these things. Wow. Both the Emim and the Anakim are often referred to as Rephaim, but the Moabites call them Emim. In early days, the Horites lived in Seir, but they were driven out and displaced by the Edomites. Boy, I, you know, if I wrote this and made this stuff up, I'm like, I'm digging a hole. Come on, Richard, lighten up a little bit. Get to the good part. No, he was recording history. Praise the Lord. So he goes on and says, it took us 38 years to finally get across Zered Brook from Kadesh. The Lord had decreed that this would not happen until all the men who were 38 years earlier were old enough to bear arms had died. Yes, the hand of the Lord was against them until they were finally, oh, okay, skip some. Yeah, until they were all dead. Then the Lord at last said to me, today Israel shall cross over at the borders of Moab at Ar into the land of the Ammonites, but don't attack them. I'll not give you any of their land. I've given it to the descendants of Lot. Now, he just said the Moabites and the Ammonites. Those were the two sons, actually grandsons. No, actually, that ain't right. If you know the incident, a little incest there by his daughters after Sodom and Gomorrah. As soon as Sodom and Gomorrah went up, the angel, matter of fact, had taken them and drugged them out of the city because they were like, oh, I don't want to leave town. That's Your prayers are so strong because Abraham said, uh, you're not going to destroy the city if there's 50 righteous, 40 righteous, 30 righteous. And he says, well, if there's 10, you're not going to destroy. And the end of that chapter, so the Lord answered Abraham's prayers and saved Lot and his family. Praise the Lord. But anyway, that story goes on and Lot's two daughters, anyway, they had two kids and one was, one was called Ammon and one was called Moab. Actually, one little different name, but it, was, they, it says that's where the Ammonites came from. Okay. That too used to be inhabited by the Rephim. Those are giants. Zamzumin by the Ammonites. They're a very large and powerful tribe, as tall as the Anakins. But Jehovah destroyed them as the Ammonites came in. And the Ammonites lived there in their place. Now notice that. The Lord helped the descendants of Lot, you know, his grandkids, I want to call it, uh, helped them overcome these giants. I mean, if there's ever a story in the Bible about giants, it's not just David. David had a cousin or whatever. It was his nephew. He killed the brother of Goliath. David wasn't the only one. But see, our lack of reading the Bible, we don't know these things. Oh, the giant. Oh, I've heard the giant story, yeah. And he just had special strength. I didn't say anything about special strength here other than our special God. If you've got giants, I don't care who they are, people problems or whatever, and you think they're just so big, oh, they just fall harder. They're going to hit the ground. You're always going to win. All right. Another similar situation occurred where the people of Kaphtor invaded and destroyed the tribe of Avim, living in the villages scattered across the countryside. Okay, stay with me. Let's keep going. The Lord said, cross the Arnon River. Now, remember, this is the population of all Atlanta, 6 million people. They've already had 
a bunch of them die for 40 years, but now they've still got the same amount, actually more, and they're hidden there. Look what he says in verse 25. Remember, we just looked in the New Testament. These promises are still there. Beginning today, okay, I will make people throughout the whole earth tremble in fear because of you. That's still out there. Man, I tell you, I used, uh, I just reading through these things and whatever, and, uh, and I remember I had stuff going on at work and whatever, and I just, I, I, I thought, you know what? My stuff at work's going to take care of itself. Not whatever will be will be. No, all these giants are going to be laying out dead in front of me. It's going to be fixed, praise the Lord. All my problems. And they do, they just fall away. So anyway, from the wilderness, from Kadimath, I sent ambassadors to King Sahan uh, of Hezbollah, I mean, excuse me, Heshbon, with a proposal of peace. Let's pass through your land, we said. We'll stay on the main road. We weren't turned off into the fields. We'll not steal any food. Well, hey, we're starving Israelites. They weren't starving. They had plenty. Okay. We'll purchase every bite we eat, everything we drink. All we want is permission to pass. The Edomites at Seir allowed us to go through their country. and So did the Edomites. We're on our way to, to Jordan, to the land the Lord our God has given us. Notice he didn't whisper that and go, well, we hope. I don't, I know we're, I don't want to say much about the resurrection or nothing because after all, you know, I was watching Wonderful Life last night and when Jimmy Stewart and the angel were at the bar, you know, Jimmy Stewart was saying, don't, don't talk about being an angel right here. <laughs> Let's don't talk about that, you know, whatever. They ultimately got thrown out of the bar or whatever. But the point is, man, they, Moses said, we are going to the promised land. Our God's given us this land and uh, tell the king there to let us pass through. Well, look what happened. King Sahan refused. Because Jehovah made him abstinent so that he could destroy Sihon by the hands of Israel as he has now done. Now, wonder why he did that. Look at that. The Lord said, I have begun to give you the land. They're not even in the promised land. But they got that land in the beautiful area right there, just on the other side of the Jordan. I've begun to give you the land of King Sihon. When you possess it, it'll belong to Israel forever. Praise the Lord. And I mentioned this before, but I'll mention it again. The things God gives you, don't let the devil steal. Praise the Lord. They're, they're yours forever. Your health. That's the reason we, we play games, because we're listening to goofy preachers or goofy traditions. You know, your arm, you finally get your arm feeling good. Yeah. Now, you know what we do? Secretly, we start expecting, bet you my knee's fixing to go out. You know, well, it's just like it. Out of the frying pan, into the fire. Or like Bob told me one time, if it's not one thing, what? <laughs> it's another one. You know, I mean, what's, what's the way we think? We think things are this and they're going to switch and get worse and worse. No, they're not, praise the Lord. Anyway, I mean, think about the life of Jesus. Where, where was his troubles at? I mean, mercy. He never had a backup plan, never did. He didn't say, well, if that mule's not tied there, you know, well, Oh, just forget it. I'll just walk. No, there was going to be a young donkey there, and they came and brought it. He got on it, and he rode into Jerusalem. Wow. Okay, here we go. So King Sahan declared war on us, mobilized his forces. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. But the Lord our God crushed him. Praise the Lord. Now, if this just said the Israelites got him, we could still understand it. But guess what? We don't have those Israelites. That was a long time ago. Look what it said. We do have this. The Lord our God. That's what did it. Praise the Lord. We have that. We conquered all of the cities, utterly destroying everything, including the women and children. We left nothing. 
except the cattle, which we took as our reward, along with the booty, ransacking the cities that we had taken. Wow, conquered everything from this place to that, to the edge of the Arnon Valley and all those cities. Not one city, look at that, not one city was too strong for us. But what would some people say in the Bible Belt? Yeah, well, it ain't always that good. Had to take a little bad with the good. We tried to take New Hope, and boy, New Hope just beat the poop out of us. Huh? But we had to go, no, it didn't either. We won, praise the Lord. We won, praise God. We're all right. Look at this. However, we stayed away from the people of Ammon. That's because the Lord said to, uh, the place that Jehovah had forbidden us to enter. Okay, speech goes on. Next, we turn to the next king over there, King Og, land of Bashan. He immediately mobilized his army and he attacked us. Oh my God, how many of us did they kill? None. But the Lord, I skipped it a little bit. This is chapter three, verse two. But the Lord told me not to be afraid of him. All his people and his land are yours. Wow. The Lord told me, you'll do to him as you did to, the king, to King Sahan of the Ammonites. So the Lord helped us fight against King Og and his people. We killed them all. We conquered. Look at the way he describes it. We conquered all 60 of his cities, the entire Argob region of Bashan. Now, these places are still on the map. You can go look them up. and do a little history and, and go find out if they change the name, but it's there. Okay. These are well-fortified cities with high walls and barred gates. Look at this. Oh. We also took the unwalled towns. <laughs> we utterly destroyed the kingdom of Bashan, just as we had destroyed King Sahan's kingdom. Okay, and it says you're killing the entire population, men, women, children alike. Now, if you just jumped in the Bible here, and you go, well, what? that's racist. No, you go back and go read. These people here, the Lord had already told Abraham 400 years earlier, he said, when the children of Israel come out of Egypt, out of slavery, they'll take over. He said, because the people, the nations of that land will not be ready for judgment. See, these people were doing horrible things. Throwing their kids to the fire. Yeah, let's keep that going. Roast barbecue grandkids. That's great. To some unknown stupid God. Worshiping the sun. Worshiping the stars. It's a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. And you can watch history today. People and nations that do those kind of things, they're on their way down. You know, it, won't, it just won't work. And the reason is we're all made in God's image. We're not made to worship sticks and stones and all these kind of things. All right, so anyway, we kept the cattle and the loot for ourselves. Now we possessed all the land of the kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan River from the land of the Valley of Arnon to Mount Hermon. The, now, it's interesting. They're not even in the promised land yet. Now, they still having just manna every morning. Well, manna was still there, but now, uh-oh, they've just tripled and doubled and quadrupled and just, they're, we keep reading here. They were overloaded now with a lot of things. They had cities and houses. This is where three tribes said, hey, I think we want us to stay over here. Okay, so we can't conquer all the cities of the plateau, all of Gilead, as far as the cities of, in other words, all this stuff. Now, notice verse 11. Incidentally, King Og of Bashan was the last of the giant Rephim. His iron bed is kept at a museum at Rabbah, one of the cities of the Ammonites, and measures 13 and a half feet, 6 feet wide. Of course, they just stuck this in as filler because it's lies. No, it wasn't. They got a museum. Don't say there's a museum. Hey, I want to see it. Well, it's next to Disneyland. It's in the back, back there, whatever. You can't miss it, you know. Wow. At that, time, I, uh, at that time, I gave the conquered lands to the, there they are, to those tribes I was mentioning, to Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Manasseh is Joseph's son, okay? Coat of many colors. The half-tribe of Manasseh received the remainder of this place to this place. Now, oh, look at the details. It was sometime called the land of Rephim. Remember, the Rephim meant what? Giants. 
Notice it says the clan of J.R., the tribe of Manasseh, took over the whole region. In other words, that was Joseph, coat of many colors, kids, their grandkids, 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 whatever, actually his kids, grandkids, their tribe. They renamed the country, calling it Havath Jar, meaning Jar's villages. Okay, and it is still known to that today. Wow. Okay, I gave it to Gilead, the, the clan of Machar, the tribes of Reuben and Gad. Okay, they took over this other part. Just skip through some of that. All this stuff here. Uh, let's see. Notice this. In, although the Lord had given them the land, they could not begin settling down until their armed men led the other tribes across in the Jordan to do what? To get defeated? No. Uh, to cross the Jordan to the land the Lord was giving them. They were supposed to help out, and of course they did. He said, your wives and children, I told them, may live here in the cities the Lord has given you, caring for your many cattle. Now, hold it. Let's think about David, which would be about 400 years after this. He writes something called, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That's promised land all the time. David thought it was all the time, and it was. Anytime you're in trouble, you should start peeking and going, fix the change, got to change here. And don't wait 10 years. It should change now. If you don't feel like it's changing now, check up at who's at your door and start talking to him. He's not going to say, well, we've changed a little bit. No, uh-uh. Tell him you're not going back to Egypt. You're going in. <laughs> and he'll go, that's right. Now, I don't want you to back up. Stand there. Stand there. You're going in. Anyway, oh, I said to Joshua, you have seen, uh, let's see. Did I get, yeah. Okay. Anyway, your many children caring for all the cattle. Okay. All right. Until you return after the Lord has given victory to the other tribes too. I mean, it's just it's like, it's just so warped. We're all just overcoming. Yes. That's the way it's supposed to be. When they conquer the land, the Lord your God has given them across the Jordan River, then you may return to your own land. Then I said to Joshua, you have seen what the Lord your God has done to those two kings. Now look at this. Now remember, we have the details because we're listening too. What about my life tomorrow? Look at this. You will do the same to all the kingdoms on the other side of Jordan. And remember, we just got through reading that he said, I'm going to make everybody afraid of you. And think about this too. It was so cool. God's not a dummy. All these places, he didn't just have them wiped out before they got there. They kept the air on, like the commercial we hear, we'll keep the lights on for you, you know. <laughs> it, it was all perfect until they got there. Just take over. Wow. Notice what Moses says. At that time, I made a plea to God, oh, Lord, please let me cross into the promised land. Remember, the Lord said, you ain't going in. And that was the reason. Okay, the, land, the good land belonging to the Jordan River and all its rolling hills and Lebanon. I want to see the results of your greatness and power you've been showing us for what God in all heaven and earth can do. He means did. No, can do. We've thrown him out today. We, we think, well, I don't, want to, I don't want to push God. We're not pushing the Lord. We've limited him. Psalm 78 says, these guys here limited the Lord. Okay. But the Lord was angry with me because of you and would not let me cross over. He says, speak no more of it, he ordered, but go to the top of Pisgah where you can look in every direction and there you will see the land in the distance, but you're not going to cross the Jordan River. Commission Joshua to replace you and encourage him for he'll lead the people across to conquer the land and you'll see it from the hilltop. Now remember, this is a speech. Now I'm taking my time here, but you could if we just read this, we'd have flown through it already. We'd already be at chapter 10 because I listened to it. I used my own voice, listened to it. And I don't like listening and not paying attention, but if I'm paying attention and I'm going full speed, you know, 
in, in about 35 minutes, I'm already halfway done. So you could have heard all this speech in no time. Chapter 4. And now listen. Notice he didn't say, wait, take a break. Let's all have coffee, donuts. Y'all come back next week. No. He's still going. Listen, Israel, carefully to these laws I teach you and obey them. Look at this. If you want to live and enter in and possess the land. He didn't say, well, never know what God's going to do. Sometimes God's up. Sometimes God's down. No. He wants you to live and he wants you to have possessions. And he wants you to worship him. It's pretty simple. He said to enter and possess the land given to you by the Lord God of your ancestors. Don't add to these laws. Don't subtract from these. Just obey them. They are from the Lord your God. You have seen what the Lord did at Baal Peor for those he, where he destroyed many people for, look at that, worshiping idols. We say, well, Richard, I'm not going to worship idols. Good, don't. <laughs> don't trade your Bible for anything, praise the Lord. When things are bad, don't turn to tea leaves, you know. When things are bad, don't turn to the horoscope. When things are bad, don't turn to, oh my God, I'll just turn to, you know, I'll just, or even think I'll just do, I'll do something great for Jesus and whatever. No, you can't do great enough things for him. Just love him. That's all he's saying. Watch what he says. All those who are faithful to the Lord, look at that, still alive. Well, I'm faithful to the Lord. Now, he's not talking about being here at my church. Faithful to the Lord means don't leave him. Praise the Lord. Don't ever leave him. Praise the Lord. We're going to get through this and we'll stop. Watch this. These are the laws for you to obey when you arrive in the land where you live. They're from the Lord. He's given them to me to pass on to you. Look at this. If you obey them, he will give you a reputation for wisdom and intelligence. I tell you what. Now, a lot of us have gone to college or whatever. Maybe some of us haven't or whatever. Even if you've been to college like I had, I didn't get the degree I really wanted to get. I, you know, I'm, and so I'm thinking I'm a little bit under what I need to be to get what. Listen. Just put Jesus first, and that's just simply reading your Bible and believing Him, okay? It's, it's very easy. You're going to have a reputation for wisdom and intelligence. It's the reason Aaron's going to be a police officer. Praise the Lord. reason all of us in this room, no matter how old we are, how young we are, we're always going to be the best in the room. And there's a reason for that. It's so that you'll point to Jesus for everybody. When the surrounding nations hear these laws, they'll say, what other nation is as wise and prudent as Israel? What other nation, great or small, has among them the Lord our God, as the Lord our God here is among us? Look at that. Whenever we call upon him. Richard, what does that mean? Well, what do you, you got a problem today? Call on him. What are you waiting for? <gasps> I have a problem. Well, you don't have to tell me. Tell Jesus. He'll fix it. You drive home, it'll be fixed. Man, that's what he's saying about trust. He said, what nation, no matter how great or small, has his laws as fair as I'm giving you today? Remember how he took care of the women we looked at last week? But watch out. Be careful. Look at this. Never to forget what you have seen God doing for you. Look at this. May his miracles have a deep and permanent effect upon your lives. Look at this. This is for Evelyn and Grace here. Look at this. Tell your children and your grandchildren about the miracles he did. Why? Oh, you wouldn't believe how fast we forget. You forget too. I, like I said, I watched that Jimmy Stewart movie last night, Wonderful Life. And I'm like, I don't remember that scene. <laughs> I've seen this movie. You, you catch things over and over again. And you go, oh, I forgot about that. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Look at this. And I said this before. I was never told this in Sunday school. And the Bible tells us we're under command here that we should know this. And this is in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 12. Tell them especially... I'm telling you, we, I, I need a, today, I, my grandkids, you, you kids over there, I wish I had coloring books of this. We should have had a coloring book of this. So, well, I'm still a kid, whatever. At least I could 
color it my color. I can make God orange or whatever. And I can make the mountain whatever. But it's got something to do with fire here. I should know this. Tell them especially about the day. What day? That you stood before the Lord at some mountain, Mount Horb. He told me, summon the people before me and I will instruct them and they'll learn always to reverence me so that they can teach my laws to their children. You stood at the foot of the mountain and the mountain burned with fire. You can Google some of this and people have some pictures of it if you want a visual. But just think about it. Montesano over there is on fire. We've seen what this week, uh, San Francisco, whatever, whatever it is, LA is on fire out there. I saw a picture of that. I was like, okay. You stood at the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire. Flames shot far into the sky. Myths and fables. What was it? Surrounded by black clouds and deep darkness, and the Lord spoke to you from the fire. You heard his words, but you didn't see him. And, of course, here's the story. We don't have to get this from TV. You can get it from the Bible here. He proclaimed the laws you must obey, the Ten Commandments, wrote them down on two stone tablets. Look at this. Yes, it was at that time the Lord commanded you, commanded me to issue the laws you must obey when you enter the promised land. But beware, you didn't see the form of God that day as he spoke to you from the mountain. So don't defile yourselves by trying to make a statue of God, an idol, a form, uh, whether of man or woman, uh, animal or bird, a small animal that runs on the ground or a fish. Don't look up in the sky to worship the sun, moon, and stars. The Lord may permit other nations to get away with this, but not you. Look at this. This is a myth. It never happened. Yes, it did. It's the cornerstone of the entire Bible. He rescued you. Excuse me. Let me get out of it. He rescued you from Egypt to be a special people in his inheritance. This is what you, uh, this is what you are today. He was angry with me because of you and vowed I wouldn't go into the Jordan, uh, across the Jordan into the good land. There's a story about that. Remember the story? God said, tell that rock. For water to come out. And all the people were like, we're out here starving. We ain't got anything to drink. And Moses went over there to that rock. And the Lord said, just speak to it. Remember what Moses did? He had a rod in his hand. And he called them, you bunch of rebels, <laughs> you sinners. Do I have to strike this rock? And he hauled off and hit that rock. God didn't say hit that rock. He said, speak to it, you know. Aaron was in on it too. But Moses, if you'd read the stories, Moses had had it up to here. When the sons of Korah... Moses was ticked about that. He said, I didn't even take as much as a donkey from these guys. Mm. Anyway, he said, I must die here on the other side of the Jordan. Well, I guess Moses died young, didn't he? I don't think so. 120 years old. His vision was perfect, the scripture says. Let's just look at that. I'll come right back. But look at this. End of, I'm right here. A poor thing. Moses must die. Yeah, look at, look at his death right here. Here it is. Moses climbed up. This is uh, Deuteronomy 34. He went up there. Remember, just like the Lord said, I'll show you the promised land. You're not going in, but I'll show it to you. He and Jesus had a wonderful time. <coughs> look what he says here. Moses was 120 years old when he died, yet his eyesight was perfect and was strong as a young man. And he wrote all these things down for us to pay attention to. I would be saying, hey, uh, Jesus... Oh, I know you're standing at my heart's door and knock. <laughs> I want some of this stuff that Moses got, you know. I want to still be strong because sometimes when I wake up, I feel kind of weak, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. And don't start filling your head with a bunch of medical stuff. Well, it could be early form of diabetes, whatever. Okay, I want an early form of Jesus. And don't just, I understand all that, but you better get back to this. 
Because those people who tell you all those things, go check up on their spirituality. They're in schools right now and, and teaching. And I know they've, they've learned some things by experience or whatever. But if you go ask them if they believe in Jesus, they'll go, oh, no, hell no. I don't believe. Oh, no. Where oh, no, 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 no. And I'm going to choose that. That's just like saying there's giants over there. I'm going back to Egypt. That's stupid. The Egyptians are going to kill me as soon as I cross the land. There's the Israelite. They ripped our land up. I'm not going back down there. Praise the Lord. Anyway. But if you're not feeling good, go to a doctor. Jesus said those that are well don't need a doctor, but those that are sick, praise the Lord. But boy, don't just sit there and just say, well, I guess I'm over the hill. No, he was still 120. Bob, I mean, come on, you're the oldest man in here. You're not wearing glasses or whatever. Look at that. Praise the Lord. Your eyesight was perfect, strong strong as a young man. You women are the same way. Matter of fact, the promises of the scriptures, the older these women get in here, y'all get better looking. But what do we say as Americans? I've lost my charm. I'm not as pretty as I used to be. And the whole time the Bible says the, the, the graph goes the other direction. You're getting prettier and prettier. Amen. You know, you don't have to just say because you're Dustin's strongest man, and, and, but it's because his age. He's planning on being just like this. I know Dustin. He knows his promises. Praise the Lord. Okay. Anyway, so that's what happened there. Let's, let's wrap up. Yeah. But I tell you, this is so, this is so fantastic. And remember... We just read in Hebrews that this was a type of the stuff that Jesus was giving us today. Same thing. Okay. I mean, he was explaining all these same things. Okay. Uh, we got in the fourth chapter. Let's see. Where did we get to? Yeah. So you didn't see an animal? Or, or anyway. Oh. So anyway, yeah. He said, I must die on this side of the river. Beware lest you break the contract. Oh, I might say something wrong to my mama. I might raise my voice. Oh, please. Jesus raised his voice too. Everybody did. Look what he says. How do you break it? You will break the contract. Oh, the Lord your God has made with you. You will break it if you make idols. For the Lord has utterly forbidden this. He is a devouring fire, a jealous God. You know, all of us in this room, because y'all chose to come here today, and you're going to come tonight for a Christmas party. What the heck are you wasting your time? Well, ultimately, behind it all, it's not just because you like each other here, and we do. You believe in Jesus. You're not, you're not breaking this. Praise the Lord. Every bit of these blessings are ours. Hallelujah. And they're so simple. Look at this. Grace and uh, Evelyn, y'all listen, look at this. In the future, when your children and grandchildren are born and have been in the land a long time, and you've defiled yourself making idols, and the Lord your God is very angry because your sin, heaven and earth are witnesses that they will quickly be destroyed from the land. Okay? In other words, if, if you give up on the Lord, you're, you're in trouble. Watch this. Soon, you, now notice this. Soon you're going to cross the Jordan River and you're going to conquer it. Okay, I get it. Look at this. But your days will be brief there. Do you know that's exactly what happened? The next book is Joshua. And boy, they wiped out the promised land. Judges went down. That's because they started carving idols. Oh, I worship you. I want some green beans and I want watermelons and I want, and, the, and you'll make my family. A piece of wood's going to make your family blessed? No way. Oh, that's what he says. Look at that. The Lord's going to scatter you among the nations. You'll be few in number. They're far away. You'll worship idols made of wood, stone. Look at this. That can neither smell, hear, eat, or, no, excuse me, see, hear, eat, or smell. That's almost what we think God does today. We don't think God sniffs. We don't think he does this. We don't, we, we have him, he doesn't, he's, he's basically an idol when we have so much unbelief. Yeah, but Richard, my leg, my hip's hurting, you know. How could he get 6 million Jews out of Egypt, especially the ones on walkers? 
they got out. The psalmist wrote and said there was not one feeble one among them. Wow. One dead guy got out too. Did you know that? Remember Joseph said, don't leave my bones here. You carry my bones. <laughs> Joseph knew we're getting out of here. Anyway, uh, when he, let's just read this and we'll stop. But when you begin to search for Jehovah again, oh, and you'll find him when you search for him with all your heart and soul. Isn't that great? He's always there. But when those bitter days have come to, upon you in the latter times, you'll finally return to the Lord and listen to what he tells you. For the Lord your God's merciful. He was not going to abandon you. Look at this. Nor forget the promises. Now, look how he wraps this up. In all history, going back to the time when God created man upon the earth, it's a lie. It's evolution. No, it's not. An entire nation. Can you find anything like this? An entire nation heard the voice of God speaking to it, remember, from the fire, as you did and lived. Where else can you find another example of God removing a nation? Well, that's a myth. It never happened. Oh, yes, it did. Stay. You know, that's a form of you meditating on the Word. Combat this week all of your unbelief saying this stuff never happened. You just tell yourself, no, it did. Pharaoh got wiped out. Those plagues happened. Go, go through them. At least name a few of them. Uh, flies. Yeah, that's one. Uh, frogs. Yeah. Well, name some more. And tell yourself that, because remember he said, tell your grandkids about these miracles. Evelyn, you ever heard about the frogs? Grace, you ever heard about the frogs? Yeah, see what I mean? It, we got to tell them, praise the Lord. Okay. Got to tell myself too. It's, he's, notice this. He said, by removing a nation from its slavery, sending terrible plagues, mighty miracles, war and terror. Yet that's what the Lord, your God, did in Egypt right before your very eyes. Look at this. He did these things. Here you go. So that you would realize Jehovah is God. And there's no one like him. Let your voice, let, let, he let you hear his voice instructing you from heaven. He let you see the great pillar of fire on the earth, and you heard his words from the center of the fire. Let's finish this out. We're almost done. Two or three verse, more verses. It was because he loved your ancestors, chose to bless their descendants. You know what that tells me? I, almost, I got nothing to do with it. Praise the Lord. I mean, I mean, other than I just trust the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyway, he personally brought you out of Egypt with a great display of power. He drove other nations. Look at this. He drove away other nations greater by far than you and gave you their land as an inheritance, as it is today. Notice it's an inheritance. It's not temporary. Look at this. This is your wonderful thought. Too bad we weren't taught this in Sunday school. That Jehovah is God both in heaven and down here on earth and there's no other God like Him. You must obey all these laws, I tell you today. Wouldn't that be tough? Uh, there's ten. Uh, just read them. Praise the Lord. It's not tough. Plus, you can read him because he tells you in Deuteronomy, this is him. Okay, so that, look at that. All will be well with you and your children so that you will live forever in the land your Lord your God has given you. Boy, this is like, is this true? Yeah, that's where your responsibility is. Lord, it's true. I believe you. It's mine. Okay, here we are. This seems like a long chapter, wouldn't it? Here we go. Moses instructed the people to set apart three, three cities. Okay, that's where those, those cities are refuge. You know, these were there, 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 there. They're listed below. Uh, verse 45 here are the laws Moses uh, issued to the people of Israel when they left Egypt at a place that never existed. And yeah, it did. They were camped at the Jordan River near the city of this, the land formerly occupied by the Amorites. Well, wait, where'd they go? They got wiped out. Wow. King Sahan, whose capital was Heshbon, he and his people were destroyed by Moses and the Israelis. Good grief. Israel conquered his land and that of King Og. These two kings, look at that. 
Israel conquered all the area from this and that and this and whatever. And we'll pick up next time for there. Anyway, Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you that it never changes. Praise the Lord. Promised land is ours. Hallelujah. And how great you are. So, Lord, if we're lacking anything, praise the Lord. No problem. You'll fix it. If we're not feeling good, you'll fix that. If we're missing something financially, you'll take care of that. And if it's some major problem, no matter what it is, oh, how could we not? Uh, have your help to get over this whatever it is so you'll think you'll fix it and that didn't leave anything left for us to tell other people about Jesus and what you've done in our lives in Jesus name amen praise the Lord always the same always the same yeah amen praise the Lord